Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. I want to share, too, just the value of networking and personal connections Mm -hmm. and actually walking the talk. Because I look back at some of the greatest opportunities that I've had. I didn't apply to any of them. I didn't submit a resume or an application either ever or in some cases after because of the sake of formalities with the corporate structure where I had to submit something. I was given full opportunity and trust without even doing any of that because I had built that foundation of a relationship with someone that they already had full belief that I was more than capable of doing a job. And in some cases, they either created the job for me or I created my own table. And that's so valuable because a lot of times people really narrow themselves to what is available, what is in that job portal, what is, what are, go to the career section, what are the jobs listed. But one thing that I've learned and I also applied to Andrew is that if you can show a company that you are talented, that you have skills that either they don't have or they could use more of, reach out and show them what you can do, the value that you can bring and know your worth going into it. And know what you can provide. And if you are that passionate about it, your willingness to do it for maybe little or no money, in some cases, if you are that passionate about it, and you know, because with Andrew, he had no agency experience. Zero, yeah. There were so many other applications that came in that had years of experience and they just wanted to be able to work for this company and they had, you know, every single skill that we needed. But there was something about Andrew and also me too. He has this relationship with this new person who's being brought on. And I have full control to hire whoever I want. And with Andrew, we had a phone call and he also, a couple of text exchanges where he was like, I might not have the skills or the experience, but I have the willingness to learn and the drive. And I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, I'm ready to grind whatever it takes. If I have to get two or three other jobs, totally fine. And I was even open with him like, hey, listen, you might have to get another job. But if you get another job, I want you to do it in things that you are improving your speaking skills, that you are improving skills that you're going to have to improve upon to eventually move into a full-time position. And when it came down to it, I I know that my team was hesitant for a minute because they were like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the experience. Is he like, are you sure? Like, do you, he's he's an average guy. He's a wildly, wildly, (laughs) but that's true. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, um, we were, giving him like a writing test and having him go through analytics because we're part of the new media team. So he was having to do a lot of these things that people have studied. They've spent semesters doing. And we had a meeting where he met the team and we had a lot of conversations and I flat out told him, I was like, listen, I want you to go forth and do this writing sample and this writing test. But, and I told my, uh, my leadership team this as well. I was like, unless you totally bomb it, And even if you do, I don't really care. I just want to throw you in the water and I want to see how it is that you work and I want to see how how it is that you learn and improve because this is just the benchmarker. And I know that if you are really, truly wanting this job and if you really, truly want to learn, which I believe that he did, none of this matters. Because I knew going into my position, I everything I know about marketing and social media is self-taught. I didn't take a course or I I did YouTube university, you Mm -hmm. know, where I looked up YouTube videos, even production and everything I know about production and editing and shooting was all things that I learned myself. Yes. 
And so knowing that, I know that someone is more than capable of learning it themselves if they want to. And that's what I love about Andrew is my my team is more or less the ones who throw tasks at him. I'm just kind of the one overseeing everything. The delegator. And I've seen and heard them give him a task to do. And they're like, do you know how to do blah, blah, blah? Nope. But the next day he'll come in and he'll at least have the basics. If not, he'll have mastered it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like he's ready to go. There's no one who's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't have the materials. Yep. And and we're giving him things that we hadn't given any part-timer to do in the matter of weeks where they didn't even have the trust to do that in the matter of months. Yep. Wow. And so if, if you are willing to learn and acknowledge the things that you don't know, that was the other thing I told him too. I was like, listen, if you don't know how to do something, say that you don't know how to do it. Yes. Don't pretend that you're awesome at it and then disappoint everyone mm-hmm. when you under deliver or you just totally fuck it up. If you don't know how to do something, say like, you know what? I don't, but I know how to do A, B, and C or, but I got it. Like if, if there's anything that you recommend for me to take, if there's a class, if there's a video for me to watch, let me know and I will learn it. Mm-hmm. Or can I, can I overshadow? Can I look at you? Can I look over your shoulder and learn how to do it? Yeah. And then we, we, we know what we're working with. Yes. I think and, one thing too, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, one thing too is that what you just described is the product of Andrew in the last two years mm-hmm. when we started this podcast because each thing we did every single week was a different thing we didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're learning how to do these things, growing, getting better. That's why they call us the, or they call us the growth and development podcast. Okay. Yeah. And it's awesome because the sense of like, we have to leverage this back pocket in a professional sense. And yeah. it's not easy because people look at it as a couple of knuckleheads recording a podcast. But when we can talk about it and prove to others, like what we can do through this network that we've built and what we have and done, what we what have, done, have done. Yeah. And people realize what back pocket really is. And I think that's the awesome, the, the best part of this that we're doing. We get to prove to other people how credible we actually are. And we've done it for two years now. And we know way more than um, anyone else that doesn't want to try. And yeah. we re- we're willing to learn and fail and then learn again. Mm-hmm. And that, like figuring that little intangible skills and applying that to MediaBridge as much as I can has been, I believe, the sole reason why I'm starting to see a little bit of success with MediaBridge. Mm-hmm. Trapping the puck on that and getting back to back pocket questions. Should we do it? Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. So... We're so, we're so good at, we have this telekinetic type thing now where like Andrew and I just know, dude. When we got to get to this question. So we just look and we can see it. Um, The average quality question. So last time you were on in July, your average quality was being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. How's that going? (laughs) (laughs) So what's the update on that? It's still, you know, it's still the same. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that's one of my best qualities is that I am not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid to admit that I am not the expert or the master of everything. Yeah. And it's also helped me in a different way now because now I have my team to lean on. You know, I can, I can, when someone's asking me a question about something, I can talk as much as I can about that subject. But you know what? Let me pass it off to Andrew. He's actually the expert in this. Yeah. Or, and, and I think that's, that's really awesome to know when you have that team to support you to do it. But it's it's still something that I'm constantly growing with and learning with because as you get older, you think about things like, oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have said this. But yeah. it's it's learning that everyone is going through that. 
Yeah. Everybody sucks at some point in their lives, mm-hmm. whether it's they suck at something or they're just a shitty person. Andrew, apparently you were that when you were going through your job search and you were taking out things on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're unsure of yourself, that is when you are probably the most horrible person to be around. And I think when you've been that person, when you have the awareness to know that you were that person, you're a lot more empathetic to those who are going through it yeah. and also more willing to help them through it. Mm-hmm. And can understand when it's time to detach yourself because you don't want to get sucked into whatever they're going through. But yeah, it's going well. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I think I definitely took a big leap. Oh yeah. Tur- you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of cool too, is like, you know, you talked about a, a tough situation that you're in where you like, were feeling weird and unsure and really not knowing how to move on from something that you knew it was time to end. Mm-hmm. And again, you said take that leap. Like Bree Seely talks about taking that leap. Her new book just came out about that, and it's so cool. Like people write books about this and want to give back to other people after they take the leap mm-hmm. because it's so powerful and impacting. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, that's kind of something that we're just trying to make comfortable. Like be comfortable with taking the, that next step. Be comfortable with taking the first step. Right. I've also noticed though that my comfort zone is different from other people's comfort zones yes you know like the, it's, it's true because mm-hmm. for some people getting up on a stage and speaking in public yes they would rather swim in a tub full of sharks like yes they, they, they would rather whereas with me i feel like if i don't get behind a microphone and tell my story i will die I'm not kidding. Like mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah, I have awesome. I have these feelings in my heart that just tug and will keep me up at night if I don't share a story or if I if I, I I will feel like there is someone who needs to hear something that I went through or a word of encouragement or a mm-hmm. really great pep talk and if I don't share that I feel like I'm gonna die and I acknowledge that that's different because for me the thing that I'm most afraid of is not living up to my potential. It's not sharing that story that could have saved someone's life. It's not owning up to something that I did for fear that I, that person will never know how I felt. And so when people might make fun of me for wearing all these hats or for jumping into relationships with both feet, it's that that's just how I am. And in some ways, yeah, I will, I have gotten hurt and I have gotten bruised and, and, um, and that, if anything, knowing that I can recover from those things is why I'm that much stronger. And that's the difference between someone who is strong and someone who is resilient. And I think that that, that level of perseverance, that, that comfort with being uncomfortable is, is where my strength comes from. Mm-hmm. You find that momentum. It's, again, Dave Meltzer said it great. It's consistent, persistent pursuit of your passion. Um, and it all correlates into one another. Yes. Just fires me <laughs> up. Just fires me up. Just <laughs> I apologize, marketing interns, but this is technically podcast 46 of the year. However, when I was uh, updating our website and changing around the titles to make it more uh, cohesive, I realized that uh, episode 13 and episode 14, we labeled them both episode 13, and we continued from 13, double 13 to 14, 15. So we were one episode behind from roughly, what is that? It's like May, probably, maybe even April when it was episode 13 and we were at one episode title behind the whole time. Yeah. So what I would do, I just did episode number one. I created it at zero. 
So then we can just stay in line because we started every podcast with today is the date, season two, episode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it just would have been way off. It's a great So fix. that's our big time average yeah. quality. Oh, my God. Let's also just talk about the fact that we recorded 30 podcasts before we caught the mistake. And then, you know, we went back to like go. So when Sam was starting to do uh, podcast descriptions for us on our website, that's when I started to go back in through our website. And I just found like a million typos. It's like, oh, my God. For the last six months, people have been we've been acquiring new listeners like crazy, and they've just been seeing all our average qualities everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's great. Many it turned out great. Yeah, no problems for us, but obviously a lot of typos. I remember when uh, before we brought you in, Sam, you were like you would I would post stories and you would reply with typos that we made. Yeah, you guys aren't very good at at spelling. We're average at it. You guys must have not taken a spelling class at the same time. We rush out. We have so many con- so much content to put out there. We, it's it's sometimes rushed. Now. I probably did that a handful of times. More than once. I mean, I just look, I made you look so dumb in the DMs. Well, now now when we make typos, I'll repost it and then just cross out what word we got wrong and then put it in and then hashtag typo guys. I think just being more transparent with the listeners is a is a key to success. We're humans. We make yeah, mistakes. We are humans. New, newsflash: We make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Simple as that. Perfect. Also, just you not saying like, you're you're getting so much better at it. You Uh haven't said like since I've since that day. I think honestly, dude, have you just been like locked in or what? No, I'm just a little more conscious. I'm not. Okay. I'm not as nervous anymore as I as I was. Yeah. (laughs) We're so. I realize I realize you guys aren't that cool. Actually, like I'm not trying to impress you guys anymore. Oh, there's no reason to impress us. A couple of wildly average guys should have picked up on that right away. Very average. Oh yeah, big time average guys. What, What about us is like cool? About you guys is cool. Yeah, what, what were you like? Wow, dude, these guys are cool. Like, yeah, and yeah. What, what do we what do we do wrong? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, how do we not? It's kind, live of, it's up kind to of just hype. it's just kind of the whole like social media compared to real life thing. Mm. You know, it's like Instagram models. Yes, they look so good online. They meet in person. You're like, oh. <laughs> yo, we <laughs> looked good online. You know, All right, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. We look good online, but then when they, we show, I we are we are the Instagram. <laughs> that was a bad comparison. No, no, no. You guys are going to think you guys we can are, run with that. are Instagram models. We can no. run with that because run with it. this podcast is the Instagram models of podcasting. People come on and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, we're flying. Look at these guys. I mean, here's here's the thing. They got the progress bar. They got, we they got, got Josh Moe. We got Josh Moe, you know, behind yeah. the camera recording, dude. And we got obviously great content. We look great. Because we make our filters just, you know, we know the right filters. And, and yeah, then you guys are good at it. And then you do, show yeah. up and oh, like, sweet. I'm wearing I'm wearing sweatpants and a shirt that's too big for me. Yeah. All right. Nothing you can do with that. You guys, you guys are cool guys, I guess. I'm Thanks, glad man. you had high expectations sure. and we didn't meet them because that yeah. just speaks volumes to uh, yeah. just who we are, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> what's funny is if he thinks that, that means everyone Alleged, uh, more than one person more i most give people, that yeah. i'm not gonna put everyone in that box but okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna give a multiple people in that box yes the yeah. majority are in that box it's populated it's populated. for sure yeah okay there's also another box that i can see right through it and be like what these guys have uh john belushi and the map with darts holes in it and uh Derek Derek Lewis, Lewis, my our balls favorite. Was hot. yeah no one's really called us out for this one and yeah i love this i thought poster. there was gonna be a little bit more controversy with Derek Lewis, I, right? Especially when like, like our guests, or when you're sitting right here and it like pans over, pans yeah. to Andrew and we're talking about something serious, and it's like you just got my balls was hot with Derek Lewis in the background, <laughs> like unbelievable content, it's unbelievable content. Ugh. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Golden Nuggets. If you want to watch this version of Golden Nuggets, go onto YouTube and search the Back Pocket Podcast. You'll go under that channel and you'll be able to find everything you need. If you want to read the Golden Nuggets. Go to yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. 
and, and go under the tab blog because that's where you'll be able to read it. If you want to interact with us, go on to social media, the Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter, underscore the Back Pocket. You know the drill. Interact with us. We love your interaction. Take care.